Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Princeton Supplements. Nobody pray for me. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this yeah, is yeah. Out of Bounds with Wes Moore and Joe Franklin on 1037 The Buzz. Ready to roll on this Wednesday. Glad you're with us. Westmore, Joe Franklin. It's National Signing Day, Joe. Did you realize that? Yeah, it, it kind of gets overshadowed now. Yeah, it does. It, it really does. Today's kind of the day for some of the uh, smaller schools. Division two, FCS. If uh, you, you get on Twitter or uh, Facebook, social media, you see a lot of their posts going on right now of some of the athletes they're signing. So, uh, But high schools are still going on. We went to a couple at Fox 16 this morning. No Parkview had one. They had a lineman going to UAPB, uh, Pulaski Academy, Little Rock Christian Academy. Benton has theirs at 5 o'clock tonight. So, um, I mean, they're, they're, the list goes on and on and on. But it's a big day for some of these kids in high school. Hey, they're getting a scholarship. They're going to go to college. They're getting to play their uh, chosen sport at the next level. So congratulations to them. That is a big deal. What do you think of the changes that have happened in uh, the last few years where most of the focus is the early signing period? I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. Um, this used to be a day that some people would take off from work. You know, those guys that love the recruiting and the that keep up with the uh, who uh, the Razorbacks or their favorite team is going to sign. This was a, a huge day, and it was all together lumped in, in one for everybody. And now most, I'd say probably 90 95% of the uh, top athletes sign in December. There were a couple today that announced and made their signing, but very few. I mean, across the board, it it is pretty much done in December now. I don't think Arkansas signing anyone today. I think they they were done. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there was another kid that they were signing today. And so, to me, we're having it in December. It kind of just loses its flair a little bit. I mean, to me, National Signing Day was always February, and I liked it in February. And but I get it from the coaches. You know, you can get it done. Get them signed, and you can start working on the rest of your class the next three months or focusing on the next year's class. And that's really what Arkansas has been doing uh, after they hit the, the transfer portal. They've been focusing a lot on 2025 the last couple of weeks. They've had junior days up uh, in Fayetteville the last three weekends or the previous three weekends. And so that they're not done with this class as far as the portal. But for the most part, they've moved on to the following years. The key is for these players, they want to be on campus at semester. And so they're graduating early, walking early. And that's where the trend kind of picked up with the early signing period. And these players already want to be on campus. Yeah, and it's great for them. Gives them a head start on their career. I mean, you get to go through spring ball and more importantly, probably go through workouts in January, hit the weight room uh, at a college level, get that nutrition and, and the focus just uh, on uh, on football during the spring semester. And it also helps you with your classwork. You get in, you kind of get your feet wet, you realize, you know, find out where some of your classes are. You get, you get a head start on everybody else that's coming to school later. You, you get that taste of college life and what it's going to be like. And that's a uneasy moment for a freshman. Heck, I can remember way back when. I'm not that old. Well, I am, but I can still remember. It's a little uneasy feeling going off to college. Combine that if you start in the fall, going to class for the first time, trying to go through football, learning all the stuff in football. You are. You're a fish out of water. And all of a sudden, you get that done in the spring semester. Well, when fall comes, that's all old hat. You've done that before. And you can take those summer classes, which always seem to be a lot easier. So you are just getting a jump on everything, schooling, getting on the field or on the court, so you can get acclimated there. But every situation is different, and it's it's good for the athletes to have options where they can do it early or they can enjoy everything about their senior year, yeah. going to prom and 
everything that that comes along with that senior year of high school. Now you see uh, a lot of them that are already enrolled up in Fayetteville or whatever school, but then there are some that are multiple sports stars. They want to hang around for well, maybe it's basketball or baseball or track, whatever it may be, and they stick around and finish out high school. Or some, you know, just want to go through, you know, that senior year and go to prom and do that, you know, and be with their classmates for four more months before they're, you know, they split up and they're gone forever, basically. So. Now, some of these these athletes, they go to campus early, and then they still make it back to go to prom. <laughs> That's always interesting, too, where they yeah. kind of go back and forth on it. Yeah, yeah well, I've seen those pictures before. Some enrolled already and going through football and back at the prom. Um, Enjoying the best of, of both worlds, the college life uh, and yeah. finishing high school at the same time. We are going to talk some high school sports today. Mike Abrahamson, the uh, head coach of the Bryant Hornets, will join us at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. Bryant won their 23rd straight game last night, knocking off the Central Tigers. It's the second time they've beaten Central in conference play. And they did it at the end of the game. They were down by two late in the game. Got a uh, jump ball on defense. They uh, had the possession, so they got to keep or get the ball, turnover on possession, and kind of milked the clock a little bit, drove in, kicked it out, hit a three when they were down two with two seconds, one second left, and Bryant knocks off Central last night. So Coach Abrahamson will join us at 3 o'clock just to talk about this Hornets team and uh, the win streak, to to win 23 straight, that in itself is impressive. Still undefeated in 7, 6A Central. Um, they got a, they got a squad, man. They're, they're, obviously, they're really good. And, and, to, and really, to add to the story last night, one of their best players, Kellen Robinson, K.K. Robinson's little brother, rolled his ankle at the end of the third quarter and didn't play in the fourth quarter. So they had a, a comeback without Kellen Robinson. That is amazing, though. Be able to play like that without one of the best players and to get it done in the end. But we know that those teams are so good with Brian and Central. You're always going to get a good game from it. And uh, to see it come down to the end like that, it was exciting. I saw last uh, night, I believe, or maybe it was this morning, Richard Davenport tweeted that uh, Bryant and Fayetteville continued to move up in the national rankings, the top 100 in the, in the nation for uh, the best basketball teams in the country. Fayetteville, by the way, lost last night. Uh, they were previously number one in the high school basketball rankings in the state. So I got to think if Bryant takes care of business Friday, they could be the number one team in the state next week when the new rankings come out. Something about Bryant. There's something in the water. Yeah. They're good in every sport. Yeah. Well, it, it's a it's a great program, Whether whatever sport you're talking about. You know, for years they've always put producing a great baseball team, too, at Bryant. So they do. They The Hornets have it going on, and we'll talk a little bit about their basketball team at 3 o'clock. PB's here during the 2 o'clock hour to uh, talk, or he's on the phone, to talk uh, SEC basketball. South Carolina wins last night. Good win over Ole Miss. And then Kentucky blows out Vanderbilt on the road. Tonight, some other good games. Auburn, Alabama. I'm going to try to watch that game. That I mean, that to me is a great game. And then you, have, I got to check out Mississippi State and Georgia. Want to see what the uh, how the Bulldogs look and do a little scouting on them. Do a little. So we've seen them once. You know, it was way back when. A lot of games have happened since then. A lot of losses have accumulated. Uh, but I want to see what the Bulldogs look like, and uh, maybe they'll go like a double overtime. <laughs> You know, not, Tire them out a little yeah, bit. Just, you know what? Long game. They don't start till eight o'clock. Maybe a little overtime. Get you know, push it to like ten forty-five. Make that flight back even a little bit more miserable. And yeah. any advantage Arkansas can get, they can. They need. You know, Acre just asked me. Let me ask you. Scale of one to ten. What what kind of chances you give Arkansas over Georgia Saturday? Uh, Arkansas over Georgia, scale of 1 to 10. 10 being, you know, the yeah, greatest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm thinking about a 4. Wow. So we're on the opposite. <laughs> Did you go 10? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, was, I was like thinking 6, and I was like, ah, give them a 7. I like uh, the set. I love the setup. And then after having Coach Z on, it, it makes, you know, what he said made sense. Arkansas has been focusing on getting better this week, and Georgia – uh, all this week, whereas the Georgia Bulldogs, they've been focusing on Mississippi State all the way up until tonight, and then they're going to fly home, get one quick day of preparation for Arkansas on Thursday, and they fly out Friday and have a little walkthrough at Bud Walton Arena. 
uh, Friday night sometime, a little something Saturday. So, I mean, you think of preparation, Arkansas has got a huge advantage. I, I would say they should be the fresher team, not having a game tonight, but I don't know how fresh they're going to be with Coach Musselman and the practices that they've been going through. Hopefully he ramps it down a little bit, maybe by uh, Friday, and you know, they'll have some legs underneath them on Friday and Saturday when they play uh, Saturday night. But uh, I think that that fact alone, I, we're going to see. I mean, we saw it last week for the first time. I believe the first week uh, when teams had to buy in the SEC, it was two teams that played on Saturday. They each had to buy that week. So there was no advantage. And then last week we saw LSU with the advantage. Big win. This week Arkansas has the advantage. Does it equal a win? Hmm. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, just still not convinced overall. You know, even even though Arkansas is – returning home and they get a chance to to host Georgia this time around, have the home crowd behind them, just not convinced to the point where you think it looks good going into this game. Yeah, honestly, I probably shouldn't have said seven. I should have said six. I do feel I, I do feel good about it. I, I think Arkansas is going to win. Um, we'll get a line out of Saracen probably sometime Friday. But I like, I'm big into intangibles when things – are pretty equal. I mean, I, we watched the game the first time against Georgia. Georgia's not like some uber-talented team that you're like, oh, you know, the better team won. You know, the, the the team that won played better. Let me put it that way. I think Arkansas's got good players, but they didn't play well, and they haven't been playing well. So, yes, I'm going out on a limb predicting that they're going to play well. But I'll say this, two out of the last three games they have played well. They played well against Kentucky. They played really well against Missouri. Did not against LSU. So I'm hopeful that the team we saw against Kentucky and, and Missouri shows up and they play well enough to win this game. Think about those two teams and how they played this season. And uh, Arkansas does should have a bit of an advantage by being at home. But if we're looking at these two teams and we're taking home court out of it mm-hmm. and we're just thinking about the two teams maybe on a neutral site, you think Arkansas is the better team? Mm, probably go with Georgia. Probably. And Button Walton Arena means a lot. And it should be. Coach Z says the crowd looks like it's going to be great for Saturday. They haven't been there uh, in a week. You know, they or no, I guess it would be two weeks because they were in Baton Rouge last Saturday. So it'll be their first Saturday game in two weeks. Uh, and so hopefully the fans up there and even here will make that trip and it'll be a good good environment. Got to get off to a good start. Get the crowd involved That's so that key. so that they have a reason to to get excited. There have been too too many games at Bud Walton Arena where the crowd was just sitting there watching, going, "What the heck is this?" And they may have a little run here or there and get excited for a brief moment, but then the other team seemed to always go on a run and settle the crowd down. So the crowd is they're going to do their part, but they can't play for the players. They're not on the court. They can't make shots, so they can be as loud as they want to, but. If the action isn't happening on the court with the players, it's just not going to happen. No, that'll be, that, that's been key for them the whole season, whether they're home or on the road. They need to get off to a good start. Their confidence is so lacking that uh, when they get off to a bad start, it's like, here we go again. That was something I asked L. Ellis on Monday. You know, what is it about those starts? He's like, man, I don't know, but I've noticed that myself too, and it's so important for us to get off to a, to a good start, and it seems like we just kind of relax a little bit and just start playing freer. That's what they'll need on, on Saturday if they if they want to try to – you think Georgia will be fa- – I almost said pull off the upset. You think Georgia will be a road favorite over Arkansas? They shouldn't be. If, if we're thinking about them being more evenly matched and mm-hmm. then Arkansas being the home team, no, they shouldn't be favored. I would think Arkansas will be a very small Slight. favorite. Yeah. One, maybe one, two points. Because I do think on, on a neutral site, it would be probably Georgia favored by a couple, one or two. And then you, yeah, you you throw in the Bud Walton Arena home court advantage. I think that flips it over on the Arkansas side. Very small favorite. It's my pick. We'll find out Friday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, our question of the day has to do a little bit with gambling. Bet Saracen right now. The over under on the Super Bowl is forty seven and a half points. You and I were talking before the game. I still, I, I don't know who I'm going to go with. I, I don't know who's going to win this game. I flipped and flopped and back and forth. I mean, Kansas City, the last two weeks, I bet against them and lost. So you, I'm thinking, i got to learn, you know, learn my from my mistakes and go with the Chiefs. But I look at the 49ers, and I do think they were the best team in the NFL for 
the majority of the season. I mean, there was a time during the NFL season that it looked like, man, the 49ers have got this. They're going to win the Super Bowl. And they were, I, I'm pretty sure, I said on the air, they were my pick to win the Super Bowl this year. I looked at strength of schedule before the season started, and by far the 49ers had the best strength of schedule as far as weeks strength of schedule out of the top teams, the good teams we thought that were going to be good going into the season. You know, the NFC South, they had a horrendous schedule. I mean, it was so easy for the NFC South. Yeah, a, they, they still were, came up short. Yeah, they were playing each other, so that helped the strength of schedule. And then the the uh, division that they were matched up with in the AFC, and it was just a perfect scenario that if you looked at strength of schedule before the season started, it was a bunch of NFC South teams. I can't remember what the other uh, division was. But anyway, San Francisco was well up there. And I'm like, man, they've got a great team and they have a great schedule. I think they're going to be that number one seed and they're going to roll on win the Super Bowl. NFC South was matched up with the AFC South. Okay, that makes sense. And the AFC South was the other one that was predominantly up there as the easiest strength of schedule in the NFL this year. They had some overachievers, though, with... Uh, Texans? Yeah, yeah, and then uh, the Colts were in it till the end, till the last week of the season. Mm-hmm. It came down to that game yep. with the Colts and the Texans. Whoever won, they were uh, in position to make the playoffs. And then, of course, the Jags, they fell off a cliff. And uh, if they would have won their last game in Week 18, they make the playoffs. They won the division. Yeah, preseason, you would have thought it's the Titans and Jags were the two to fight it out for the title. And Titans had a very disappointing year. Their head coach is gone, by the way. Vrabel's gone. He shouldn't have been. Still out there. Yeah, he is still out there. And if he wants to coach, he's going to be on a sideline somewhere in some capacity. But with those opportunities passing him by as a head coach, maybe he wants to sit out. He could sit out. I have seen his name mentioned with some defensive coordinator positions, one being the Dallas Cowboys. I would not mind that at all for him to be the D.C. of the Cowboys. They're interviewing Rex Ryan. And, and Ron Rivera. And Ron Rivera. So, uh, And looking in-house. A lot of former head coaches mm-hmm. that they're looking at for their defensive coordinator. You know, McCarthy is, you know, he's been around for a long time. And he's got a lot of ties to guys who have been around and through his system and uh, other systems that he respects. And so, yeah, I think it is. It's a, it's a fraternity, and, and I think... I think he's leaning towards hiring one of those guys, a guy, a guy with previous head coaching experience to lead the, the defensive side of the ball. Rex Ryan or Ron Rivera? I thought Rivera was a disaster as a head coach, but I think he's a really good defensive coordinator. So I would lean towards Rivera over Ryan. Because I think Mike Vrabel, he may, even though he's out there, mm-hmm. it, it's more about those two. Like, maybe he gets a late interview, mm-hmm. but... There's been talk about Mike Vrabel just being a part of a staff, not necessarily being the defensive coordinator, but just being some kind of defensive assistant where he can float some ideas out there. And then when the hiring cycle comes around for next season, then he's in prime position. Not, not that he even has to have the everyday pressure of being right. a defensive coordinator. Almost a way for him to stay in the game but kind of take some time off. Absolutely. I think that would be a win for whatever franchise decides to sign him on as some kind of an analyst or an assistant coach. To have that kind of a mind, that kind of experience joining your staff, that's a bonus. And that's one thing. And I've heard Jerry Jones speak about this, too. You you have a salary cap for players. There's not a salary cap for coaches. And so if that's one way you can get an advantage over another team, get as many quality coaches on your staff in different positions – he doesn't mind paying that extra money for, for coaches. A bit of a surprising move also, you know, thinking about how the Patriots didn't take Mike Vrabel, and they went in-house, Gerard Mayo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Gerard Mayo even stated at the time, Bill Belichick's sons, that they were still going to be a part of the organization if they wanted to. Yeah. Steve Belichick took the defensive coordinator job at the University of Washington. So he actually went the college route. Yeah. That, that was a surprise. Yeah. And maybe from there he can work his way up and be out of the shadow of his dad. And uh, if he desires to stay in college, there's a path for him. Or if he wanted to go back to the NFL, like we've seen with so many coaches yeah. that have been in the NFL, went the college route, 
make it back to the NFL. I just think once you've been in the NFL, going that college route would be difficult because of the recruiting, now the transfer portal, the NILs. It would just be a little easier to deal with that in NFL. I mean, you still have to do free agency and that kind of stuff in the draft prep, but if you're a defensive coach, you know, you're you're focused a lot on just your defense in the off season. You got guys that are, you know, that are scouting college players and you've got your draft guys. Uh but to go from the NFL to be a full-time recruiter, and because that's what you're going to be. You know, you're going to be out there recruiting every day. That's a whole different animal. So it's a, it surprises me when I see some of these NFL guys go that college level. There was even talk about Mike Vrabel going back to Ohio State, spending some time there. But seems like he, he knows what he wants to do. He, he wants to stick with the NFL game. We're going to stick with the NFL game when we come back. The question of the day, by the way, is posted. Did, we, did I ever throw it out there? Did yes. we get sidetracked? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Over, we need to under, see the results on it. Over-under is 47 and a half. Uh, that's what I was saying. I've gone back and forth. I can't decide who's going to win this game. I don't know who I'm going to pick, but one bet that I do like, and I want to see if you guys like it too. I love the under. I think this is a low-scoring game. I think both defenses are great. I think uh, this is a game where maybe only one team gets in the 20s. I kind of see it like 21-17 as your final score. That's 38 total points. The over-under is 47 and a half. Even if I'm off a touchdown, I still win that bet. If it's a little bit higher scoring than, uh, than I think, I'm comfortable enough that I, I like the under a lot. So what would you do? Over-under, 47 and a half. That is the out-of-bounds question of the day. Results so far, over 51.4%. Under 48.6%. And that's typical of these big games. Most people, when you watch a game, it's hard to bet the under. <laughs> because you don't want to see any scoring. That's not any fun, right? People want to see scoring. So when you bet the over-under, so many people, especially in these big games that don't bet a lot, they always bet the over. And that usually makes the line go up, although we haven't seen that in the Super Bowl so far. They're not valuing good defense these days. That's what the problem is. Mm-hmm. And when you do see a good defensive game, a defensive battle where both teams are taking the ball away, it's always blamed on, well, that, that was a sloppy offensive performance. There's never any credit given, given to, to the, the defense. defense. That was a bad throw. What was he thinking? Well, how about they suckered him into it and they laid off, laid off, and then they read the quarterback and as soon as he wound up, broke on it and got the interception. Sometimes the defense does a really good job of baiting that interception. And every time we get to this time of the year, it's always stated, it, there's more emphasis on the defense. Defense wins championships. Mm-hmm. Going into the game, there's you know not that much credit given to it, but when the game happens, a lot of times that's where the credit goes. I think with the Chiefs, Pacheco's going to—they're going to try to establish the run. No doubt with the 49ers, they—they uh, want to establish the run. You run the ball, the clock runs, speed up the game a little bit, a little fewer points that are scored. I like the under. When we come back, we'll talk more about the Super Bowl. Former coworker of mine, Nick Walters, used to be at Fox 16 weekend anchor, sports reporter. He is now in Las Vegas covering the Super Bowl. He works at a TV station in Las Vegas, so the host city, and he's been there through all the craziness. We'll get his thoughts on the Super Bowl week and what he's seen so far when we come back. Stick around. This is Out of Bounds. Coach Matt Zimmerman joins Randy and Rick on Drive Time Sports each week to talk all things college hoops, courtesy of the DHR group of Sonic Drive-Ins. This is SportsCenter. Last night in college basketball, the Little Rock Trojans beat UT Martin 77-57 at home as five players scored in double figures. Freshman Jordan Crocker-Johnson continued his great play, recording 12 points and 11 rebounds on 4-7 from the field and 2-2 of from 3. Little Rock has won five of their past six games. They'll play again tomorrow on the road against Western Illinois. Tonight, Arkansas State hosts a very good James Madison team in Jonesboro. Tip is set for 7 o'clock. Coverage can be seen on ESPN+. And in the SEC tonight, the highlight will be the 
Iron Bowl basketball matchup as 12th-ranked Auburn hosts 16th-ranked Alabama at 6 o'clock. Coverage for that game can be seen on ESPN2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse presents Match Game on Morning Mayhem. Listen for your chance to play their version of the classic TV game show. Brought to you by Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse, Arkansas's truck accessory headquarters for over 30 years. Call 501-568-0040 today or click online at arkansastruck.com. Hey guys, it's Dee Dee from Ava Bella Day Spa, and Valentine's Day is here. We have specials ranging from $60 to $200. How about the Love Bug Special? A 60-minute healing stone massage with a chocolate espresso treatment. $150. Find all of our specials at avabelladayspa.com. Print your gift certificate from home or send it to the recipient. It's as easy as that. Thanks and happy Valentine's Day. Imagine it's the final game of the season, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are making a comeback. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Patients everywhere are experiencing joint pain relief thanks to QC Kinetics regenerative treatments. So how does this non-surgical approach work? QC Kinetics Medical Director Dr. Aaron Wolkoff explains. It's like when you get a paper cut and the cells that come onto that scene first stop the bleeding and then it recruits more cells to form new skin and new soft tissue. And then you look down a week later, two weeks later, and it's like nothing happened and that paper cut never existed. In this same way, QC Kinetics uses your natural biologics to help repair and restore aching knees, hips, shoulders, and backs. We take those same similar cells in different areas that are arthritic, are painful, and we cause this kind of internal self-healing that can resolve patients' pain. Relief without surgery. See if you're a candidate for QC Kinetics Regenerative Treatments. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 8440 it's Justin Acre for Coffin by Design West. Shop with the local folks and get exactly what you want. You can also shop from the convenience of your own home by going to KaufmanLumber.com. There's an online store with over 800,000 items in inventory that can be delivered straight to your front door. Items in inventory include everything from hardware to housewares, heating and cooling supplies, lawn and garden tools, sporting goods, store and office supplies, and there's a huge range of products in each area available. So go by their store in West Little Rock at 14900 Cancel Road or do your shopping online at KaufmanLumber.com. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Yeah. And you say, Shot City. Shot City. Shot City. I'm coming home again. Do you think about me now and then? Yeah. Do you think about me now and then? I was just looking at some of the uh, Super Bowl specials on Bet Saracen. Great app. Will the opening kickoff be returned for a touchdown? If you want to bet yes, it's plus 7,500. You can bet on the uh, first touchdown jersey number, odd or even. Whoever scores the first touchdown, will his jersey be odd or even? If you think it's even, plus 240. If you think it's an odd number, minus 325. Odd because so many of the players involved that you think that might score a touchdown, more of them wear odd-numbered jerseys. Any offensive lineman to score a touchdown. If you think that's possible, want to wager a you know a little a Diet Coke on it? It's plus six thousand odds on that. Successful onside kick plus fifteen hundred. Team to win both halves. So not only do you think uh, the Chiefs are going to win the first half, but they're going to win the second half. You can bet 
say a hundred dollars, and he gets you plus four seventy five. You get five seventy five back. Any quarterback to catch their own pass, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> He's not playing in this game. Plus five thousand. Team to win with a shutout. I say this is a defensive battle. Plus three thousand for the Forty ers to win in the shutout. Chiefs plus four thousand to win in a sh- uh, shutout. Some great bets. Some specials there on your Bet Saracen app. If you don't have it, need to get that done this week before the big game. You don't want to be downloading it and signing up and doing all that on Sunday. Now it's easy to do. I sat there and did it before the uh, Razorback game one day. It was simple, easy to find. Bet Saracen, great app, best app in Arkansas. Let's talk more about the Super Bowl. We're going to head out to Las Vegas. Former co-worker of mine, Nick Walters, now working out in Las Vegas. He joins us. Nick, what's up, man? How are you? What's going on, Wes? Long time no see. It's been about four months. I hope you guys are well. And all is well here in the desert. It's been a fun time, and the energy, as you can imagine, is pretty crazy over here with just four days away until the Super Bowl. Now, I remember when you were uh, interviewing and we were talking about this possibility. I never even thought about the Super Bowl. Was that? Did you think about Did you remember the Super Bowl was going to be in Vegas when you took this job? <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of appeals from Vegas, but the big events were definitely one of them, including the F1 Las Vegas Grand Prix, the first one to ever happen. That was in November. You had the NBA Cup, the midseason tournament that came in December. And, of course, the first-ever Super Bowl in Las Vegas. So I knew that if I was going to be ending up here in the Valley, that my first few months were going to be a little bit rowdy. And that's exactly what I got. So this is definitely a crazy time for Las Vegas sports. You know, coming off last June when the Vegas Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup, it's just been all full steam ahead since. And this seems like really the pinnacle of it. It's almost as if the Stanley Cup final and the F1 Grand Prix, the in-season tournament, all prepared for the biggest week in American sports, and it's going to be a fun time. Nick, what stood out to you as far as some of the players and coaches and what they had to say? Yeah, well, I would say that the demeanors of these teams, they're not being overly optimistic. I would even say the 49ers, in fact, are being very careful through the media day, the opening night on Monday night, and also their media availability so far, uh, to not be over-optimistic considering the fact that just four years ago they played this same team in Super Bowl 54 and fell in Miami. And now it's a very different Niners team. I believe only eight players on this year's team were actually on that team in 2021 that fell to the Chiefs. Uh, But both sides, obviously, very confident and very excited to be in Vegas. I think that there's an extra dimension to this Super Bowl just given not just the stakes of it being the big game, but also being the first time ever held here in Las Vegas. There just seems to be a little bit extra bit of atmosphere to this game that makes already what's an incredible event every single year with obviously millions of viewers. Just being here in the city, it just feels like there's a little bit more oomph to this whole week. What was the craziest thing you saw there on opening night? Well, I have a funny story for you guys, actually. So, you know, I did a story on B.J. Thompson, who is now a Kansas City Chief, an England-Arkansas native who uh, went to Abilene Christian and was drafted by the Chiefs just this last year. And whenever opening night started for the Chiefs, I'm wandering, wandering around with my photographer looking for Chiefs players, right? And I just go to the first guy I see. I don't even recognize him. And I'm like, hey, man, so I don't know your name. Can you just go and tell me your name and spell it out? He's like, yeah, B.J. Thompson, B.J.T.H. <laughs> I'm like, no freaking way, man. And we caught up, and it was kind of a cool moment, like an Arkansas full circle deal. But, yeah, that opening night, I'll tell you what, I think that was the biggest media zoo I'd ever been a part of. Uh, between all the media members that were from college and then com- the comedy shows, like the Stephen Colbert show, like any media member under the sun, they were all there on that field. And the players, I mean, it was a blast. You know, I feel like celebrities walking around, players having a great time. And, of course, that was the first time that an opening night like that, which is, of course, a media day with this year 23,000 fans on hand. First time it was held inside the host stadium since 2016. Ironically enough, that was in Santa Clara, the home of the 49ers. So, yeah, it was one to remember for sure. Got a chance to talk with Tech Nine, who is a big-time Chiefs fan. Also, Carrot Top, 
So what were those conversations like with them? And, and is Carrot Top, is he a Niners fan or Chiefs fan? <laughs> well, Carrot Top told me that he's rooting for the team in red. So we'll <laughs> see what shade of red that means. Uh, but, you know, as a sports reporter, I'm not exactly used to interviewing rappers. Tech Nine was a pretty cool experience. I can't say I'm a loyal listener, but I do have friends from back home in Texas who are big fans. He is all Chiefs. Of course, he grew up in Kansas City. That's where he's from. And also, I will add one more bit about Arkansas. I was at the media availability for the 49ers yesterday over at Lake Las Vegas in their hotel. Got to chat with Dre Greenlaw. And, of course, having been a reporter in Arkansas for four years, you know I had to sneak in a Lou Pig at the very end of my interview. So... <laughs> but yeah, the interviews have been fantastic. Uh, obviously, so many celebrities here in Vegas, and as all these players have been saying, like Vegas is Vegas, even without the Super Bowl happening here. So whenever it is here, you have an event of this magnitude. It just brings all the showbiz and the energy of this town, and it just puts it on steroids. Nick, we uh, had B.J. Thompson's agent on the show earlier this week, Chris Turnage, or I guess last week. And he said, you know, he's been on the roster, but inactive for most of the games until they're at the end of the season. But with the injury to the Chiefs' starting defensive end, that there was a chance that B.J. Thompson could be activated and play in the Super Bowl. Did he give any kind of indication when you talked to him about the possibility of playing? You know, whenever I was talking to him about this season, this experience, of course, being a rookie and already being able to play in the Super Bowl and at the very least be on the sideline, he showed a lot of humility and a lot of excitement. And he didn't really necessarily tell me anything about if he expects to play. And I think they're all very closed lips about that right now, kind of waiting to see what happens with the practice and the injury report. Uh, but I know that that CJ, as an Arkansas native and a kid who went to a smaller school where you're not going to see a whole lot of players from the UCAs of the world, the Washington Baptists or even Avalon Christian, be playing in a Super Bowl every year. Although we did have a UCA linebacker just a couple of years ago for the Rams playing one. I think that he's just soaking in this moment, regardless of the playing time. And I think as a rookie, he understands that his best football is ahead of him. But if he gets a chance to be on that field, you better believe he's going to be giving it everything he has. Yeah, UCH George Odom plays for the 49ers. He'll be playing in the Super Bowl this year. How about that? Yeah. He's Arkansas connected. Yeah. <laughs> Several of them. Really interesting exactly. with... Yeah. Go ahead, Nick. I was going to say, you know, it's funny. Uh, I was looking into the Nevada natives who are playing in the Super Bowl. Only one this year, and that's Brandon Ayuk. So that means that, and of course, receiver for the 49ers. So Arkansas can get to say they have more natives of their state than Nevada playing in the Super Bowl this year. So at least there's that. <laughs> really interesting with the Chiefs. They're actually working out at the Raiders facility, which that's one of their division rivals. Usually you don't see that happening. And then the 49ers are working out at UNLV, and there have been some complaints about the playing surface at UNLV. And then, interestingly enough, with uh, the event being hosted there on Monday night, there was turf laid down inside the stadium, but they normally play on grass, and they're going to bring in grass the day of the game to be able to play on the grass surface. Right. You know, guys, it's been a very interesting dynamic and a weird twist to this week, just knowing the elements that have been at play so far this week. The last two days have been very rainy, and there's still some more rain in the forecast for this week. And just considering the fact that the Chiefs get to set up shop in the Raiders' headquarters, state-of-the-art facility with an indoor field. Meanwhile, the 49ers are at a Mountain West football facility with only outdoor fields. To an outsider looking in, you might think that's really a competitive disadvantage for the 49ers, but I did get to talk to multiple Niners yesterday at their media availability about that, asking each one what their thoughts were, because there are rumblings that the 49ers are a little bit peeved at that situation, but every single one I, I asked, their response was, look, like, we practice outdoors in Santa Clara. Kyle Juszczyk told me, and of course he's a veteran, he says, all I've ever done as a 49ers practice outdoors, so we don't really care. So clearly the media, you know, whoever else, the fans, they can talk about it. But here inside the building, at least what they're telling me, they're not really phased by any of the rain. In fact, even if they do have to practice outside in a little, in a little bit of weather, uh, Javon Hargrave told me that they love the mud. So they're ready to get dirty and wet, and they had an old-school mentality uh, in San Francisco that they're planning to lean on. But 
I think the Chiefs are going to be really well um, set up here at the Layers facility. I've gotten a chance to be in that indoor facility, and of course, I'm in practice field many times. They have a great situation there, and not so much for the 49ers at a college facility, but at the same time, I think these teams will tell you that they're going to strap it up at the same time on Sunday at 3.30, and we'll just have to see who the best man wins. It's all about the mentality, and the Chiefs, even though they had those indoor facilities, they chose to practice outside still in the elements. Hmm. How that? Yep, exactly. And I think that they're going to want to do that just to make sure that they're on an even playing field with those Niners who are doing the same thing. And I, I don't believe that the Chiefs would want to come in here and just be okay with practicing indoors while the Niners are out uh, just because you want to keep up that uh, hard-nosed nature and the competitiveness of this season. And, yeah, so that doesn't surprise me, although I will tell you, all the Raider fans in here, and also I got to chat with Raiders owner Mark Davis at opening night, you better believe there are some mixed emotions about having a Super Bowl in town, but having their two rivals one thing from the Bay Area with the 49ers and the other being an AFC West Division rival in the Chiefs playing in their home stadium. Now, luckily, neither of those teams are actually using the Raiders locker room in Allegiant Stadium because that would be insult on top of injury here. But still, it's going to be a little odd for any Raiders fan or an owner or a player to see these two teams suit up in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I love what Mark Davis told you about the uh, Chiefs working out at their facility. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mark Davis has all the jokes. He was saying that he hopes that the Chiefs don't find the bugs that the Raiders planted in their locker room, maybe learning some secrets for next <laughs> season. So, of course, totally joking around. I don't think Mark Davis would actually go that far, but you never know with these NFL <laughs> division rivalries. But they love to poke fun, that's for sure. Are you seeing any uh, fans for a particular team arrive yet in overwhelming numbers, or is it still too early? You know, at the, at the opening night, there were fans of all sorts of teams. Clearly, it was dominated by 49ers and Chiefs, but I saw NFL jerseys of all 32 teams there. So, however, I will tell you, this early in the week, at least for Monday night with the big opening night event, that was almost more tailored to the locals to be able to get a glimpse of the stadium all dressed out for Super Bowl 58, the first Super Bowl ever held here, whereas I would imagine more and more fans are going to start filing in Las Vegas as the weekend nears. But given that it's Las Vegas, even if you're just a football fan, as I was told by a player, listen, on any given weekend or any given Super Bowl, this is going to be like the number two destination to go to in the country behind wherever the big game is being played. Well, now, clearly, with it being here, it's on a whole other level with the gambling aspect, the, the events you can do in the city. So I would imagine any fan, it could be Dallas Cowboy fans even, they're going to want to come to Vegas to experience what this weekend is going to be like. We're talking with Nick Walters. He's joining us to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. Now working in Las Vegas. Used to work with me at Fox 16. Nick, what's your score prediction? Oh, that's a tough one. I thought a lot about it. I think this is a great matchup. You have a matchup with two great defenses, two great tight ends, two great quarterbacks, and so many storylines in a rematch of a Super Bowl of just four years ago. If I had to put some money on it, now I'm not exactly a betting man, I think Patrick Mahomes steps up in the big moment. I think he's Mr. February for a reason. I think the woes that have bit the 49ers in the past may come back to bite him, given San Fran has still just not gotten over that hump for the last 29 years, their last Super Bowl win coming in 1995. Now we'll see. Brock Purdy being mystery relevant. This is the city that the draft was held whenever he was picked Hmm. for the last pick of the draft and he told me at the opening night that there's even more motivation in this moment knowing where this game is being played so i'm not going to put it past the 49ers with all their talent and within a, a resurgent brock Purdy game to get past the chiefs but i believe when it's all said and done if i had to predict the score let's go ahead and do 27 to 21 chiefs 48 total points 47 and a half is your over-under. <laughs> That's an over. Nick, it was great catching up with you, man. I'm very happy for you, and it's it's great been following your last couple of months of your career on Twitter. Uh, good job, and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you so much, guys. Missing Arkansas. Hoping you guys are well, and keep on doing your thing at the Buzz, Fox 16, and all else. And I'll talk to you next time. Nick Walters with us. Thank you, Nick. Coming up next, sure. we will uh, talk a little bit about 
some of uh, the things that are popping up on our Southern Structural Solutions text line. Got some good comments over there. We can take some phone calls. we got an open segment when we come back. Pat Bradley will join us at the top of the hour. So come on in. Let's talk a little bit about the Super Bowl and uh, your thoughts on the game so far. 661-1037. 661-1037. This is Out of Bounds. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Get your weekend started with Friday extended happy hour drink specials. The downtown location has two floors of fun with karaoke in the bar and J.J. Wilson, the DJ, playing an open format DJ set with something for everyone down in the basement. North Little Rock location gets karaoke party going 9 p.m. every Friday. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Two locations, downtown Little Rock and the new location in Lakewood Village, North Little Rock. Find us online brewskiespubandgrub.com. Guys, it's a new year, baby. It's 2024. Low T Center can make it a great one. If you've been feeling tired and grumpy, you've noticed a lack of motivation and drive, you may have low T. Low testosterone levels can cause weight gain, loss of muscle mass, and so much more. I recommend Low T Center. That's where I get my levels tested. They make it quick. They make it easy to get all your levels checked, and it's only 25 bucks. And with their on-site lab, you'll get results back in about 25 minutes. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Need a new set of tires? Or maybe your car is making a noise that is waking the dead. Payday is still two weeks away, or maybe you're waiting on your tax refund. We've all been there. Your local, family-owned Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot understands. That's why we offer several finance programs. Maybe your credit's not as spotless as you'd like it to be. Our understanding staff can help. All this and huge savings, too. Tires, service, and straight talk. Big O Tires. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. The 2024 Summer Olympics will be hosted by the sparkling city of Paris. The French are pulling out all the stops including an audacious plan to use the Seine River for opening ceremonies and events like long-distance swimming, despite the fact that for decades the river has teemed with garbage and rancid toilet water. They are counting on the government's 1.4 billion euro project to make the river swimmable for the first time in nearly 100 years. Let the games begin. Just don't drink the water. Double B's is where you can drink the water and get a great deal in the process. Core hydration water is only $2 for 30 ounces. Or a 23-ounce core hydration, vibrance, immunity, or calm water, also for just $2. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Hey, Razorback fans, it's Queen Grovey. Check out the new location of Bell & Sword in Conway. Suits, shirts, vests. Also, polos with Arkansas logo gear from Johnny O and Peter Millar. A store within a store with Arkansas-made Martin Dingman shoes and leather goods. Fantastic service with a tailor-owned staff to fit you perfectly. Go to the new location, Bell & Sward, 1011 Oak Street, Conway, or on Facebook and Instagram. Now's your chance to be a part of the team. Join the Razorback Foundation for as little as $50 to be first in line for tickets, seating, parking, and exclusive events with coaches and players. Plus, members get 20% off at Slim Chickens in Northwest Arkansas. Your membership provides 465 Razorback student-athletes with the resources they need to succeed in the classroom and in competition. Join by calling 479-443-9000 or visit RazorbackFoundation.com. As a Razorback Foundation member, you will experience the lifetime full of Razorback memories. Go Hogs! Is it time to replace your outdated floors? Make Home Outlet your first stop. Choose from a huge selection of new in-stock flooring, like vinyl plank, ceramic, porcelain, laminate, and more in every color and style. Great quality products at the guaranteed lowest price. Something for everyone. And the service at Home Outlet? They can't be beat. Learn more at HomeOutlet.com. Break up with your big box store. Kitchens, baths, and floors, and more. Home Outlet is your home store. 
Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. Back to Out of Bounds. Wrapping up the first hour. Westmore, Joe Franklin. Over on the Southern Structural Solutions text line. Let me, uh, just start from the very beginning. Savage has a question. He was asking uh, about Rex Ryan and the Cowboys. We kind of touched on it, Savage, but uh, he writes, Wes, talk about Rex Ryan and the possibility with the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are going backwards with McCarthy and Rex Ryan. <laughs> uh, Rex Ryan would be at the probably at the bottom of my list, honestly. Uh, I'd rather them go in-house and give uh, one of the young guys uh, that's been learning under Dan Quinn an opportunity before I go to Rex Ryan. He's going to get those opportunities just because of being the football mind, coming from the football family that he comes from. Buddy Ryan, dad, Mm -hmm. brother Rob Ryan, they've been involved in football for a long time. He's been on TV for a few years, and... He may be looking to bounce back and get back into coaching. Maybe they'd uh, refueled him a little bit. That's what McCarthy did. Sat out for a year, got refueled, and was ready to go. Uh, This one from Randall. He says, first day of college almost 20 years ago was my first and only time. My nerves really got the best of me. What I ate for breakfast ended up on the grass on the sidewalk. Now, imagine that, Randall, and then going to football practice a little later. So now you see why it's kind of important to get up there, get your feet wet, and learn a little bit about what you're going through. Uh, This one from the 501 says, what are you smoking? These athletes have zero intention of finding out where their classes are laughing out loud. Oh, they're going to class. JK says, I need to give a shout-out to the Clinton Lady Yellow Jackets for a 30-game winning streak in conference games. Yep, that was a great streak. Unfortunately for Clinton and fortunately for Pulaski Academy, that streak came to an end last night. The uh, Pulaski Academy girls uh, walloped Clinton. I got a tweet about it last night that Clinton and this winning streak was coming to Little Rock. I wish I could have gone out there and got some video, but I guess fortunately for Clinton, I couldn't make it. <laughs> Unfortunately for PA, I wasn't able to get out there. PA beat them by like almost 30 points last night. It's a great win for them. No, it, it really is. It really is. They've got a young team, and they're uh, they're coming together. Fellas, what are the odds in Vegas you'll hear the phrase, I need a lady in the streets but a freak in the bed during the Super Bowl halftime show? Well, the song, yeah, will be played. It will be the, played? Yeah, the question is, will Ludacris be there to deliver that part? Hmm. Just Chuck says there was some respectful competition between the cheer squads of both Brian and Central during the game. It was fun to watch. Yeah, I saw one of the guys covering the game last night tweet that out during a timeout. How not only was it a great competition on the court, but also from the cheerleading squads, they were really getting after it and created for a fun timeout. It's a rivalry. Man, there's nothing better than that. A packed high school gym like that for two great teams, number two in the state, number four in the state. It's fun. That's what it's all about right there. Coming up next, Pat Bradley will join us. We'll get his thoughts on the night in the SEC last night and what's coming up tonight and a little bit about Arkansas. Hour number two next. If you don't already have the Bet Saracen Sports Wager app, download it today from the app stores or go to BetSaracen.com. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit HeartlandRehabCenter.com.